Welcome to First World Problems, the podcast episode number 10, brought to you by Animal Style Records and their new release from Half-Hearted Hero. Visit them at AnimalStyleRecords.com. Also, check out our contest with them later in the episode. And we are sitting here with our special guest, Mr. Chris Hansen from No Sleep Records. Chris, thank thank you very much for deciding to... uh, we're at Marley's Bar and Grill. I know. Marlin's, Marlin's Bar and Grill. Marlin's. Yeah, right. It's the best bar in Huntington Beach. <laughs> this is our second remote recording, so we are, uh, we're excited that No Sleep had us over and, you know, we're having a slumber party tonight. So. And this time you're invited. It's, <laughs> that's like true. We just like to show up and steal records from Chris. So, but... um Yeah, so thank you, Chris, in all honesty. We do appreciate you being on Always. here. It's very genuine, right? Always. Yes. In all, in all honesty. Bleh. In yeah. all honesty, sounded. I can't count how many times I, I always use those. Bleh. I don't. It's like you're throwing up in a microphone. Well, in all honesty, that's hard to say. It's good. That's yeah, good. No, that's. I'm a silver tongued. Yeah. In all honesty, yeah. That's <laughs> from seeing sure. bands all these years. I am Ray Harkins, and we have oh, we're Joey Cahill and Scott. <laughs> Are you going to speak up for yourself, Scott? Yeah, Scott's here. Can sort you please, of. Can you please speak in the microphone? I'm looking for my quick hit. I know. Speak in the microphone. Hello. What's your name? Scott. What's Arnold. your last name? Arnold. Thank you. It's a fucking challenge every I, goddamn time. <laughs> he he really. I don't know. I don't know if he brings up the show or drags it down. I know depends where you. you I know where you stand. Grab bag. <laughs> it, depends, it depends on my mood. Where I where I am. Or how much coffee Scott has had before the the show. For those keeping track, Scott is back on coffee. <laughs> And I don't blame you. It's good. I don't blame you if you don't keep track because Scott changes like the winds. You should never be off coffee. I know. Chris fully endorses coffee. You I fully endorse coffee. I don't shake at all. I shake. Does, but at this point in I'm, your life, does caffeine I'm just immune? Yeah, I'm completely immune. It's like me and soda. Well, do you get a headache if you don't have it? Yeah, I mean, I get a if headache I, by noon. If I don't have it, I get a headache. But I could drink a largest coffee known to mankind tr- and go to Trenta? sleep. Yeah. I, <laughs> would that be the new Starbucks? The Trenta is the new Starbucks size. It's uh, the best thing ever. We'd like I to drink two, Starbucks for two in one day. Yeah. You and two Trentas in one day. Well. I, I had way too much coffee in one day. Thanks, Howard. It's because uh, bands Schultz. were in town and everyone kept wanting to go to Starbucks. And, and you can't you can't not go to a Starbucks and not get something. Yeah. I, or you can't I, go to a Starbucks. I can't say no. Do you subscribe just, to the method of buying a cup in the morning and going back and filling that cup up multiple times? I try to, but I always forget the cup. And plus, and plus, if I was smart, I would because I get free refills yeah. with the gold card. But I just never Scott do. Scott is so diligent about it. He goes to different Starbucks. Like, yeah. he'll travel around all of Orange County. I'll keep one cup for, like... My my max is three days. <laughs> For also That's those keeping, keeping track, Scott, Scott is a cheap bastard. Yes. That's good. Guilty. Ho- hopefully Starbucks doesn't catch wind of this and cancel their sponsorship. So Life will be over. <clears throat> yes, life would be over. There's a huge Starbucks banner in the warehouse. So Nice. That's you good. steal it? No. Liberate it? <laughs> this guy <laughs> sent it to me. This guy, Austin. Nice. In his band in Vegas. He knows I'm obsessed with Starbucks. That's good. New York's way to support the Indies. Place. Well, no. I <laughs> <laughs> live in Huntington Beach. That's true. What Indies are there in Huntington Beach? There's yeah. Starbucks, Pete's, Coffee Bean. I don't like Pete's or Coffee Bean. Yeah. Oh, you don't like Coffee Bean? I don't like Coffee Bean. Do you like the ice at Coffee Bean? Not really. 
We can talk about coffee. Fucking. I know. I I really. I think I've lived in Honey or I lived in Honey Beach for nine years, and I can't think of a, one like independent coffee shop. <clears throat> exactly. There, no, there's one on Warner and uh, like across the street from the Home Depot. The, there's the big one at the beach. The one. Yeah, it doesn't. Okay. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, there's there's that one that's right. Like been different ones. Exactly, exactly. I used to go there when I was younger because when I was a kid, my neighbors owned it or something. But yeah, but no longer. Yeah, the one it's is so much easier to go to Starbucks. Huntington Pier, Sugar Shack. Oh, the oh, Sugar yeah. Shack. That's more like a restaurant though. Yeah. Yeah. They're known for their coffee. Plus, the surf. I used to, to get Main the surf when I was a kid. And, yeah, no one wants to go know. there. Nah. But when you guys go to like L.A. or like San Francisco, are you fans of? Independent coffee and five dollar cups of coffee. I don't like regular coffee. I yeah. like foo-foo drinks. I'm already going to spend five dollars regardless. And I'm, a, I'm, and I'm a chai tea drinker, so. Oh. But I chai and the chai tea is superior yeah. at Starbucks. Yeah, I just went to uh, what's it called Intelligentsia. Yeah, yeah. Went there last week. Coffee snob extraordinaire. Uh, you go in there and you like t- you have an appointment with the guy. And, like, <laughs> it's weird. I'll be brewing your coffee it this is. afternoon. It is like that. Wow, it is a little awkward. So yeah. good though. That's yeah. that's good. I think that's what they. It was definitely a lot more expensive for a small cup. Yeah. As opposed to my Trenta. Do you ever yeah. call it Joe? Like a cup of Joe? Never have. I don't oh, think. Okay. I think I'll start though. That's what the cool kids call it. Yeah. Is it? So I'm told. The internet tells me these things. No this wonder is, I feel coffee's alive. big on the internet. This is really funny because we haven't even started the show. This is good. <laughs> this is good. We're, we're already at like ten minutes. <laughs> Uh, anyways, we would like to uh, thank everyone for uh, checking us out because uh, I know only ten episodes in, but I did want to say that we are keeping on schedule. We're releasing an episode every two weeks, so and we're going to stick to that. So keep keep checking back, and uh, as long as until stop- until Starbucks actually starts sponsoring us and we make tons of money, we can quit our right. jobs and we'll do it every day. Yeah, we'll be we're going to join the Ace Network. That would be that. Oh, that would be. Once good. that happens, I'll stop doing no sleep. I'll just work for you. <laughs> Chris will be our permanent guest. I'll just be a permanent guest. That's good. That's good. Um, Sounds so like yeah. there'll be a lot of free coffee. Yeah. Then, so you know exactly. So until until that happens, you will be expecting episodes every three weeks, and then three? Um, you just said two. two. Why did I say three? Well, let's keep in mind that one of us is expecting a child soon. So so ex- expect <laughs> about two more episodes. And I know. I, w- I Scott. I wish you didn't knock up your girlfriend. <laughs> Don't, don't try to throw that back at me. Uh, anyways, but Scott, I would like you to uh, tell people about where they can visit our new website slash blog. Uh, that would be fwppodcast.com. Scott is the digital wizard behind that, so he makes it look all pretty. And um, yeah, go check it out. Interact with us. We'll, our Twitter feed will be there, and you can... You know, post com. You will our crazy post- Twitter feed. Post comments, constant well, updates. We're a little slow, but we will have a reason to update it. Come when that site's up. Are people going to be able to leave comments? Right? No? Maybe? Uh, I don't think so. It's a Tumblr blog. Oh, it is a Tumblr. So yeah, <laughs> you follow. Can, you can right. like it. Yeah, you can like it, which is good. But anyways, we can have comments. You can have comments. Yeah, yeah, you, you can, can have, have comments. comments on there. Okay. Yeah. So I, allow, I allow comments on my blog at joeytkhill.com. <laughs> good plug. Very subtle. <laughs> what Very was that? subtle. <laughs> or scottcott.com. Scottcott.com. You yes. won't see many updates from there. Or rayharkins.com. I love how we're all have our own URL. I wish I had chrishanson.com, but it's not available. Some so- loser already has Joey <laughs> Kaylee, some stupid musician. I see him on a beat. Oh, really? Yeah. I just need to do something like that. I just, I don't have... Yeah, I doubt there's a chrishanson.com that's available. There isn't. Yeah. I, I definitely searched, because I had to for my ego. Yeah. But... I got um, scottarnold.org. That's good. .com was like 10 grand. 
Ray, really? Yeah. Wow. I guess Ray, Ray Harkins, there's none. Are you saying thing. you're not worth 10 grand? Well, I think you're worth 10 grand, dude. I'm saving for it. <laughs> Ray, Ray, did you buy the domain name for your kid? RayHarkins.com, yeah. I mean, Isn't I, he the fourth? He is the fourth, but mine isn't like the third or anything. So he, I will transfer it over when he becomes whatever he becomes in his life. Can we just call him four? Yeah, he is number four. I am number four. I know. Is that movie about him? It is. is he an him. alien? Oh my god! I know. He could be an alien. That's what, so ca- that's ba- what babies look like. Aliens. That's so. what my wife constantly calls him. You put this alien baby inside of me. Asshole. I know. Anyways, so go check it out. Scott's hard work is on there, and um, it'll be up in about six months. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. It'll be up. Yes, it'll be up as you're listening to this, which is great. Um, So yeah, I guess we'll just move into our... What if it's actually not up? Then we'll be looking very stupid. Yeah, (laughs) we'll edit edit this out. Now we'll move on to our quick hit section. Scott's still trying to find his quick hit. I know. Scott, can you go first? That's to be expected. The quick hit section is basically us recommending some piece of culture we enjoy, whether it's music, movies, clothing, computers, shoes. You don't collect shoes anymore, do you, Joey? Uh, not as much. I mean... Yeah. I just remember on that year, year well, and a half. Well, it was, it was all because of Bionic and Furnace. That's true. That was the Nikes would come in, and I would just buy them. But now I've kind of moved off Nikes. I pretty much just wear Vans every day. So I have a good amount of Vans, but... Yeah, that's good. I kind of I find Bionic. A, I know. I miss, I miss a record too. store in Huntington Beach. It's, TKO, I, man. Store's great. Yeah. Fountain Valley. That's close but, enough. I mean, it's close enough, yeah. Have you ever been there, Chris? No. I it's really good. It. Really? It's a great yeah. store. It's on Brookhurst. Brookhurst? Yeah. It's, do you know where... Uh, two Guys Pizza or Two Brothers? Just Two Brothers, but um, what's the, the reptile place? Oh, oh, prehistoric pets. Prehistoric pets. Oh, okay. It's the next shopping center over. It's on yeah. Brookhurst and Garfield. Yeah. It's called yeah, TKO yeah. Records. It's, it's got really cool good. stuff. I mean, they definitely specialize in what TKO puts out as far yeah, as... Yeah, like, yeah. But there's like always good hardcore stuff. Mm-hmm. They, a lot of like newer hardcore stuff. They, are, they have stuff on the... Like the records on the wall are always really cool. Yeah. Like, I'll go there. It's a good vibe. It's definitely like... it. I feel it picks up where Vinyl Solution left off. You know? Like Vinyl Solution, obviously, not many people go there anymore. Yeah. Unless you're such a specific old punk collector. It's not depressing when you walk in there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, every time I go to Vinyl Solution, it's, they only have a bunch super of old, records. Yeah. yeah. Nothing, nothing new at all. Yeah. 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 Trust but, me. I know. Yeah. TKO is great. <laughs> yeah. Go visit there. But anyways, so yeah, our quick hit section is that. Um, so let's go ahead and throw it to Joey because I never like to throw the guest into the fire initially. So Joey, what's, uh, what's your quick hit for the episode? It is a movie called Monsters. Oh, I saw a tweet about that. You did. Uh, it's a movie came out last year. Um, it's about pretty much aliens. They found out there was other life in the world uh, or in the universe, and they sent up a space probe to like get information. When it came back, it crashed, and the alien life forms were pretty much took over a section of Mexico and was like blocked off. And it's this couple. They're not together, but whatever. Trying to get through and get back to... America and just get through the infected zone. A border crossing, basically. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, But so it's a monster movie, and it's not, it's like after the monsters invaded, so it's not like an action movie. Mm -hmm. But the cool thing about it, it was made for less than $500,000. The crew was like seven people, and they just rode out in a van everywhere, uh, just rented equipment. Super, super. Very DIY. But the special effects are pretty incredible for the budget that they did. Where did you get it? Did you get it off Netflix? 
Uh, I just kept hearing about it, and I mean, if anyone knows me, I'll buy movies at the drop of a hat. I so. was about to say, or uh, did you make it on your Tuesday run to Best Buy? No, it, uh, I actually bought it on Amazon. Oh, okay. Um, it was pretty cheap, but it is available on Blu-ray, and nice. it's, it's fantastic. Um, so I highly recommend that movie. Cool. Especially just be with... It kind of has like a District 9 feel. Yeah. Where it's that, that indie that... I mean, obviously, the budget for this is even, you know, way less than District 9, but... Um, yeah, great movie. I've heard good things about it, but I did. I definitely did hear the uh, comparison to where people said that it was a sentiment in, in regards to you know border crossing. What's funny is I did a lot of reading about the movie afterwards, mm-hmm. and it was he had no intentions of that whatsoever. It was yeah. just like, I mean, you watch it and you're like, well, obviously that's what it is, but it was just I think a big like. Yeah, that wasn't his intention. No, not at all. It might, it might have been like maybe in the back of his mind, subconsciously or yeah. unconsciously. Whatever. But yeah, it's definitely there, but wasn't the plan. <clears throat> Interesting. Um, yeah, it's very good. Yeah, and the act and the one more cool thing is that all the extras in the movie are just local, like townspeople in Mexico and Guatemala. Um, you, don't, you, kinda, don't, you don't have to pay them the fifty dollars a day. They pretty much just persuaded <laughs> him, persuaded him to be in this movie. There was no script. Yeah, they just would go off like paragraphs and just kind of ad-lib everything that's cool um yeah so it's really cool nice i'll to i'll to check it out uh chris i'm gonna go ahead and throw you in the fire now what's your uh, what's your quick hit for the episode let's see besides your sponsor starbucks starbucks is always my i know quick hit your, your, your permanent quick hit i do have a starbucks tattoo because i have issues that's true <laughs> well you know <laughs> we'll go into that in your interview <laughs> yeah it's, it happens um it was just a therapy session we don't uh, record this. Your mom told us to <laughs> <laughs> It happens. This is just intervention. Yeah. It, it probably is intervention. Uh, most people guy, say I have issues. The so. guy with the mustache is going to be here in a bit. <laughs> is that the host of the Chris, intervention? No, the I'm with one me. of the three. Oh, okay. Four All right, fine. Yeah. Right, anyways. Anyways, let's really concentrate on Chris's quick hit. Let's see. I guess Doctor Who. Oh, I'm massively okay. obsessive Doctor Who lately. I finally just finished all the newer seasons okay that show um what channel is that on it's on bbc america that's i've just been watching it's netflix though oh nice best thing ever um did you watch any of the original ones when they were like no i i haven't watched those yet but i need to considering it's all continuation of the old stuff oh it is yeah it's all because isn't it like there's been like a bunch of Doctor Who's and they just like yeah, there's, there's some weird there's way there's been like reborn 17 or, or something Doctor Who's over the times but because it was on for like 30 years and then it was off for a long time and when it starts up it's a continuation there's always like flashbacks to like the old Doctors and stuff oh wow because basically whenever the Doctor dies he's reborn as a new actor and that's how they keep like doing it <laughs> So I never, I never knew that. I knew that they had reinvented the series so many times, but I didn't know that it was like, wow, that's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's all complete continuation, which is awesome. It's definitely a cool way to keep it like going, Alive, keep it yeah. vibrant, have a cool way to like loop it all together. Sure. But then it's you're watching it now, and I mean they make it so the newer stuff you don't have to watch old stuff, but you kind of want to. Sure. You know? It'd be like jumping into a later season of like 24 or something, and be yeah. like, I know Jack Bauer, but. He whispers a lot. But yeah, yeah. Doctor Who's awesome. Um, there's a lot of cheesy stuff in it, but that makes it better. Because since it is like a continuation of the sixties and stuff, they make a lot of the stuff look like the stuff back then. So like the Daleks, which are the robots that exterminate everything, are s- super cheesy yeah, and yeah. look like R two D two, but That's, and also a, a trash can. So yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. Do you watch a lot of BBC stuff? 
Yeah. I think I actually saw you post about it once. Do you watch Misfits? I love Misfits. How cool is that show? Misfits, so good. I cannot wait for that to come back. Yeah, I love it. It's basically a British heroes, but not as horrible. Yeah. It was it was a quick hit of mine. I mean, uh, a few episodes heroes ago. was good for a while ago. First for season was good, yeah. and then it kind of shit the bed. Yeah, Misfits, it's awesome, and I love British TV because everyone like you on can, the normal channels. There's so much more you can do. Yeah, it's not as like oh, I don't know. It's not as like restricted and stuff. Yeah, you can swear. There's so much more swearing, so much more everything going on in those things. Realism. It's more. I mean, it's a bunch of kids acting like how kids really would, as opposed to yeah, yeah, exactly. The Gilmore Girls, where they just talk fast and very intelligent. Uh, In order to keep Scott awake, Gilmore Girls is still a good. (laughs) It's a good show. I don't know if I can back you on that one. Yeah, I'm just gonna put it out there. It's Cricket Junior, Gilmore Girls. Dude, love that. Love the quick hit junior. That's so good. I do have something that could be a quick hit junior, but I'm not going to say it because it's too embarrassing of something I'm watching I, right now. I, no, Nothing you, you need the to bachelor reveal it. Because Scott and I can talk It is it. not The Bachelor, but I was at the laundromat, and that was on, and I was watching it. Incredible, isn't it? But I, it's something on ABC Family. That's all I'm going to say. Full House reunions? Because I watched Secret Life of American Teenager? Yes, yeah, Secret Life of American Teenager. I know what you're talking about. I've never watched season two of that. It's on its Netflix too. It's so cheesy and it's just it's drama central. I imagine it's one of those things you can put on while you're working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like you can put it on and have something else going. It's definitely a very cheesy and lame show. But sure. on ABC Family, yeah, <laughs> ABC Family. <laughs> no word of guest. No, I thought Melissa and Joey's like really quality programming. <laughs> they have great reruns of Full Do House. They? Well, oh. they pretty much just Full House. Got it. Scott's clearly not ready. Yes, so. my. Uh, so wait, what's yours? I know, and we've only given him what two weeks to prepare his quick hit. Scott, oh, you ready? Okay, let's let's revolve the show around Scott. Scott Arnold, what? Before, before. I, I really don't know. So the most recent book I finished was it's called Hitch Twenty Two. It's the it's Catch Catch Twenty Two. <laughs> There's a book called Catch Twenty Two. Has uh, Will Smith made twenty one more movies now? Stop it. Okay. The, <laughs> that's what it was. I don't know. It's the I uh, wish. Are you guys familiar with Christopher Hitchinson? Hitchens. The name's familiar, but put some context to it. He's a uh, very well-known British jur- former journalist. Now he's kind of a philosopher. I wouldn't call him a philosopher, but he's always like, like Socrates, a resident smart guy. <laughs> resident smart guy, real like always drunk. Writer for GQ. <laughs> oh, okay. He uh, he's constantly like debating religious leaders and tearing them apart. Oh, nice. oh Bill Maher is who you're talking about. <laughs> very similar to Bill Maher. Anyway, he's. Uh, <laughs> He Is the movie them, re, uh, religious, whatever, based off this? No. It's, uh, I don't know. So he, he's a very, very intelligent discourse about religion? Very brilliant writer. He just released his memoir, and then like a couple months later, he was diagnosed with terminal cancer. And He uh, believes in God now. No. <laughs> Which is very interesting for the whole thing. But yeah, check it out. Okay. So the, the book that you're recommending is his memoir? Yeah. Okay. It's 22. Okay. And it does not talk about his cancer? No, because obviously but like, he's character. a crazy story. Like he, his mom like ran away and was killed by her lover, and oh wow, he had to go identify the body. Was he was he raised by a French prostitute? Nope, pack of wolves. <laughs> Maybe. All right, thank you, Scott. That Wait. was that was very intelligent. Yeah, <coughs> yeah I don't know anything else. Sorry, guys. I'm you, a little technical thing to talk about. He, Scott, don't apologize. Man. I know. I know. I feel so. It. It's funny, and I feel great. like uh, thanks, Grace. I don't read ever, so you know uh, you're okay. a lot smarter than me. Pre- only thing I've read is like Harry Potter. Nothing wrong with that. And yeah, American Psycho and 
choke. You're reading the classics. Yeah, I've, read, I've read all of those. I'd like, oh, to, and of course, the perks of being a wallflower. Yeah, but, you know, getting made into a movie. You were 14. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'd, I'd like to reference Scott's uncomfortableness, like when he speaks and when people look at him. Totally uncomfortable. It's like I'm f- just sitting here. I know. I feel oh, like I'm going to do an impression on the microphone of Scott talking. And then. <laughs> I'm sorry. For, for the listeners that aren't here, uh, Joey's turning away from the microphone. <coughs> Thank but it's you. okay, Scott. Own your quick hit. And we love you for it. Yeah. Well, I do. I'd like you for it. Okay. Anyways, I enjoyed it. Thank yes. you. Chris enjoyed is my it. new friend. Chris is genuine. I hey, hate, I hate Joey. Okay. This you. is my last podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Joey and I didn't talk for about how long? Three years. Three years? I don't know. It was a long time. Why did you quit Abacus? We weren't, we weren't mad. No, we just lost we just lost touch and now our yeah. beautiful friendship is just blossoming and just growing every day. It, it helps. It helps when you know when you it, talk it does help friendships blossom when you talk it's Wait, very true and it's also, kind of hard for friendships to continue when there's no time exactly. that's talking. very true my quick hit junior <laughs> now that I'm I thinking lo- about it I love quick hit juniors mm-hmm. <laughs> little show on ABC Monday evenings it's called The Bachelor <laughs> Bachelor How can I ask you our great leader Brad is about to get married next week <laughs> <laughs> probably this week by the time you listen to it yes can I, can I ask you how many seasons you've been watching it like, how did you first get into it? Um, was it just, like, happenstance? It just happened to be on? Yeah, it wasn't, like, a conscious effort, like, all oh, the bastards on, i got to watch it. It was, like, it's it's easy to get into. Sure. You can kind of start anywhere. Yeah, there's, there's, there's not a lot of and so how many And so how many involved. seasons have you been watching it, like, consecutively, or uh, years? Consecutively three seasons, but okay. there's two a year, and then I've watched a couple of the other ones. Are there any crazy cliffhangers? At the end of every episode, Not really? Right? Not every no. episode ends with... Is there an elimination? Yeah. yeah. Someone okay. gets eliminated at the end. Oh, yeah. The, the rose, right? Is the rose ceremony. It's not like real world road rules challenge where they'll occasionally... The fifth sport. The, the, it should be. Where they will cut out... They'll, they'll say to be continued exactly. during the oh, during okay. the duel or the, the gulag, whatever you, you know, whatever the season is. That sure. stuff was fucked up. Yeah, I love, love that show. But if you're paying attention, you have a pretty good idea of what's going to happen. Nope. I'm sure. Yeah. Because you can watch the previews, you kind of see who's there. No, I mean you can. I mean, I know, like you know, Brad's gonna, you know, Brad never loses. I'm gonna go ahead and stop this because this is gonna be another 40 minute discussion on The Bachelor. Follow Which, this conversation on ScottThought.com. Yes, you will. You won't see any updates, but you can go there anyways. <laughs> yeah, it's very. True. Has anyone ever done a uh, quick hit, quick hit fetus before ever? You know? No, no. no. <laughs> yeah. Worstpreviews.com, best movie news and site that there is. Worst previews. Worstpreviews.com. Okay. That sounds fun. Check it every day. Ray, before you begin, I want to ask all of you if... <laughs> this is this God is forbid like... your significant others were not in the picture. Okay. And you were approximately 38 years old. Uh, mildly successful, but you don't reveal your Living job. in a beautiful loft in Austin. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you live in Austin. Hypothetically. Hypothetically. Would you go on The Bachelor? Uh, I don't see why I would. Yeah. If the opportunity was given to me, yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, because don't you get you get money, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. You, oh, you yeah. definitely get paid. Yeah. And then and all like the, the, the tablet stories. You get paid. You get paid and you get laid. You get, yeah. <laughs> Which pretty just much... like the millionaire song. Just got paid, let's get laid or ex- Very true. Huntington yep. Beach Locals. Probably a future guest on the podcast. And you know what? <laughs> one, of them, one of them stole my mayorship at the Starbucks I go to. <laughs> Are <swear>. you kidding <laughs> me? Yep. That is major beef. Melissa or whatever. Are you on Foursquare? That's Yeah, but I stopped checking in after she stole... 
You, you held that down, dude. I was the mayor of that Starbucks and Sammy's. Actually, I was the mayor of Pickup Sticks, Starbucks, and Sammy's because I have no life. I used to. That's I, ever what, went that's to I saw you there. Places. Every time I go there, <laughs> yeah. I would see you there. I had no life. I literally went to all three of those places. I probably would, would have gone to Dairy Queen, too, if I wasn't vegan. <laughs> I would just live in that corner. Live in that little corner. corner Sam- yeah? It really is a good corner. Sammy's is, is corner. something I really miss about not living in Huntington Beach anymore. Yeah, that, that's yeah, that's Joey's third. Now they're out of Orange County as well. Yeah, yeah, the complete sellout. Yeah, sellout. Yeah. It happens. I think I think this is honestly going to be the longest episode we ever do. Just just <laughs> prefacing this. Uh, so if you're if you're listening to this, strap in for a good another hour and a half. Hopefully, or just turn it off now. Ho- hopefully, you're driving to Vegas. <laughs> We're gonna do it twice. Yeah, it's or it's gonna be four hours long. <laughs> it's gonna be a long be. episode. It could be. By the time it's over, it's what? <clears throat> By the time it's over, the bar is gonna be bumping. Then it's yeah, that's true. Nice. Here for no, no, we got we got to kick us off. Uh, anyways, moving on to my quick hit. Oh, yeah. Ra- and wrapping oh, yeah, up the, this thirty-minute section. Um, I'm gonna recommend uh, a new release from a band called In Transmission. This is a very good friend of mine named Martin. He played. Oh, yes. I, I yes. listened to it. Yes. Continue, sorry. Martin, I played in a band with, or I guess I technically play in a band called Makoto with him. Um, we just don't play in the States. We just play a few shows a year in Japan. Yeah, check out a band called Lost Fellows. They put out a record called uh, Big in Japan. Yes. And, and that's, that's pretty much Makoto in a. In a well, show. basically, after playing Japan, you realize how terrible shows are in the States, and you just never want to play here again. So, anyways. <clears throat> I know, sorry. Or we just we just got spoiled over there. But anyways, beside the point, Martin has started a band with uh, some other some other cool dudes, and um, it's really good. Like he had been talking about doing this band for quite some time, and uh, now it's like basically for fans of like Explosions in the Sky, ISIS, that type of stuff. It's instrumental, yet it has some vocals over it. But it's, so they're not like on the forefront. Exactly. It, I would consider it like just another layer, like a texture. I listened to this as well and I was very impressed. Yeah. I, I was going to listen to it because last time I saw Martin in the same shopping center actually <laughs> at the Ralph's. So good. That's a good Ralph's. Yeah, it is. It's a good I saw center. I saw Martin and Sierra and they were, Sierra said she always sees me there because again, I just go there even though I don't live anywhere technically near that shopping center anymore. There's sure. much closer places but I feel comfortable there. Yeah. But Martin told me about it, but he never sent it to me, so I never actually listened to it. Yeah, just they he just cheese me. They just released the EP. I think it's a four or five song EP on iTunes. So um, yeah, go check it out if you're fans of any of that ilk, because you will probably. What was enjoy it called it. again, Ray? Called In Transmission. Thank you. You're welcome. So uh, yeah, and actually, I would like to play a little bit of it just to give people a little taste. So oh, they're paying us for this, right? Yes, four hundred dollars. Okay. okay. So here we go. Let's check a little bit out. Alright, now we are to our music review section, and uh, let's go ahead and tackle these in alphabetical order as usual. So we're going to start off with uh, the new Darkest Hour called The Human Romance.
This is their, I counted them, seventh full length. That's a lot of full seven. lengths. Yeah. Only seven? Uh, it feels like it's more. Yeah. I mean, they've been they've been around for obviously a long time. I guess some of just long nine. EPs also. So maybe I'm thinking of that. Yeah. This. I mean, this is like seventh official yeah, full length. Studio. Not in, they have like eight releases because they did that uh, archives record on AF Records. Like the re-release, or not a re-release, but uh, just all like the their early stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And all the splits they've done and stuff. So, um, yeah, Darkest Hour from hailing from the DC area. Uh, just, I don't know if I mean I would call I was about to call them legendary, but I don't know if they've eclipsed to the legend status because they're still around. Well established. Well established is a, is a better word to describe them. Veteran. This is their first release for E1 Music, which uh, I'd like to hit on E1 Music for a little bit because they still our name. It's E1. Oh, Element One. Sorry. You're not familiar with Revelation Theory. I am familiar with Revelation Theory all too well. So I such, actually made the E1 logo that they stole. That makes sense. <laughs> Really? Um, E1 Music is a division of Koch, which is basically like their metal label. Um, and so a lot of people, you know, like a lot of large bands so from the same sort of era as Darkest Hour, like, you know, like Throwdown and stuff like that and whatever. High on Fire is obviously completely different, but a lot of bands signed to them for a very large amount of money. And sometimes they break up after. Say, so it seems to be the new label where bands go in their, their grandfather years and. Right. Like they get, they're able to get a really, really large advance, be able to put some of that away, and be able to kind of fade quietly into the night. Who broke up? I, I mean, no one's technically. I mean, like High and Fire is still going strong. Throwdown is definitely fading. Didn't Hapri's last record come out on you one? Uh, yeah, I think it did. Yeah, so it's just it's it's a really interesting label. Like their model is is interesting. That's the only reason I wanted to mention it. So. Um, so yeah, this is their debut on that, and um, it did well first week. I think it 36. did like thirty six or something 100, like that. Not that no. Yeah, not thirty six thousand. So um, yeah, it seems like they're off to a good start. But um, yeah, love to hear your guys' thoughts. Scott, you want to uh, you want to start this thing off? Yeah, it reminded me of junior year in high school. Did you, you previously were a fan of Dark Star? Yeah. Okay. Um, Do you ever circle pit to them? No, but I remember seeing them. The wallet uh, chain would get in the way if you did, right? <laughs> <laughs> The Crown. Oh, I remember that show. Chain Reaction. Was that the show where there was... I think Curl Up and Die played that too, right? Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. Yeah. But that was with Tomas from At The Gate singing The Crown. Mm -hmm. Was that the show? I just remember hearing about a Darkest Hour show at Chain where there was... The number I always heard was 900 people, which just seemed completely absurd. It was beyond crowded. Yeah. Anyway, um, more the same. Wasn't really more. Than, sorry, guys. Well, but you, I, but I, you I, haven't. But you, you yeah. haven't followed them, right? Okay, it reminded me of the earlier records. Okay, I don't know if they've been experimenting <laughs> for a while. Sure. Um, was, Do you remember the last one you heard? Uh, the hidden, hidden hands of a sadist nation. Yeah, that was the last one we heard. Yeah, sorry. So hey, I, I, I think that was two thousand two, maybe. <laughs> yeah. I think they released three records between then. It's but cool. it's okay. I don't really listen to much new yeah. stuff, but you know. Anyway, Stick to bands. Yeah, really liked it. Wouldn't listen to it too many more times, but, but if I ever wanted to... If you wanted your metal fix, that's yeah, where you'd go? Yeah, metal fix. That's fine. That's good. When you want it, maybe if you wanted to uh, play hockey again and get pumped up, like you'd, that'd oh, be your yeah. pump-up track? Absolutely. Okay. I would question why they're making records like that still. Yeah. But 
that's not probably because faithful. Probably because they enjoy it. It's not my decision. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's not my decision. It's paying the bills, man. Yeah, <laughs> that is very true. They've been able to live off the band for a while, which is good. I remember the drummer looked really cool. Like he had like huge drums, like really deep toms. Did this? Sorry, Ray. No, so I just talk closer to the mic. Oh, <laughs> and he had really long hair. And, and then you talk quieter. Yeah, he was the uh, he was the drummer of uh, City of Caterpillar. I don't know if you're familiar. Really? Yep. I am familiar. He's a legendary screamo dude. <laughs> Quicket Junior Junior, City of Caterpillar. <sighs> Amazing man. <laughs> All right, cool. Thank you, Scott. Uh, Popcorn Joey. <laughs> I was actually going to pass it off to Chris. If that's okay with you, Joey. I don't care. Okay. Am I going to get a turn at some point? You? Yes. Oh, I think you then, will, actually. Then, yeah. Go whenever you want. Yeah, it's kind of weird how we do down anymore, so I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Sorry guys. Moves to LA. Oh, 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 oh. not wow. nine one zero at least. So, so you know. very yeah. close, very close. Not near Beverly Hills. Christopher, does anybody call you Christopher? No. <laughs> I just always ask our guests that have like fuller names. No one does. Sometimes I feel like starting to go by that since no one really goes by it. But uh, it's too hard to start. Yeah, feel. that's true. It would be you'd be turning the tide of a lot of bands. I would be turning the tide, yeah. but. Uh, Hmm. Yeah. Okay. But what did you, you think of the Dark Star, Chris? I thought it was a good record. Um, I wasn't that into the last ones I did. I mean, they were mm-hmm. good, but I think this one, like Scott said, was a little more like their older stuff than me. Okay. Which I enjoyed. Um, it's definitely a fast, heavy record. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're still doing it because it's good music. But you know, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> You have to realize, yeah. Scott only listens to music that sounds like computers. Yeah. Scott definitely, he listens to that or adult contemporary. That those are on it. And I'm not, I've said it before, but I'm not exaggerating. Like, Scott's tastes are definitely what you would typically find in, like, a 40-year-old man. And not, like, in that, and I don't mean that as an insult. But. It happens. I mean, I, I'll listen to that, and then I'll put on Taylor Swift after or something. Say, I was just going to say, I don't listen to anything Scott listens to, but... <laughs> I listen to the music of a 14 year old that's very yeah. true so I can't, the, the I can't. older Joey gets the more his music tastes are great. He pretty soon he's going to be listening to like those lullaby baby CDs they're so good though they look cute I, I kind of want to buy a few for my kid but um, alright cool so that's it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely a really good record I actually listened to it before I knew I had to review it for this anyways also so yes but yeah it's a really good record I listened to it a few times cool I listen to it more do, do, do nice. some circle pits around the office? Oh, of course. That's, good. That's why we uh, I moved into here, so there's there's more room to run around. Nice. At, that makes sense. And pit it, you know, as opposed to some desk, other office. Desk dives. Yeah. <laughs> I jump on that desk, dive onto the ground. That's good. There was And, and that glass was on the ground earlier, so <laughs> I can, like, cut my head open when I do it, you know? That's good. cool. GG Allen style. Yeah, I understand. I would just like to note that my top ten on Last FM... Are contemporary bands. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, okay. Of my top 15, there's one guy. Tom Waits. Old guy music. The National. Pretentious older music. Yeah. Get out of here. Get out of here. Anyways. Yeah, called out. Called out. No, I'm not. I'm sorry. It's, not, it's some good music, though. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're, it's not bad. It's just you're, old, you're, you know, for being a 25 I think you're a year old. too far away from the mic now, just so you know. No, I don't want people to give me a hard time anymore. <laughs> All right, moving. Should Ray name his child Mogwai? Moving. <laughs> yes, Ray should name his child Mogwai. <laughs> moving, moving right along. We don't need another Ray Harkins in this world. Tell me about we that. do. Yeah, we do. But then, how is the next one going to have RayHarkins.com? Because uh, I'll pass it on. I'll, the website will be generational as well. You think there's going to be websites when your kid needs a website? No. no. By, By the time your kid needs a website, 
It's going to be like Mad Max world out there. Yeah, it's true. It's going to just need gas. It's going to need gas. And, and, and to get gas, you're going to have to... Yeah. Yeah. Blow, dude. You have to blow, dude. You're going to have to do a lot of things to get gas. <laughs> things things that you're not going to want to know about Mogwai Harkins. You're going to have to blow, dude. That's so good. <laughs> All right, transitioning into my review for Darkest Hour. Because I, I figure you can you can close it I up. Close yeah. the shit. You can close up shop. That's um, how, how important you are. Yes, Joey is important. Um, I I loved this record in ways that I haven't liked a Darkest Hour record for a while. Um, like Del- Deliver Us was good. Um, I liked how they were. You know, um, the vocalist started to experiment with like singing more. Like not like la la clean singing, but definitely on Deliver Us. I noticed. Yeah. That. Yeah. Did you like it on this record? Uh, I did. I thought that was cool too. It wasn't. It's still like. It's gritty. It's raw. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, which is cool. Like I really, because obviously the band at some point needed to do something vocally because he was hitting one note for like you know the first like two or three records, yes. and so for him to kind of step out of his comfort zone and experiment with it and actually be able to come into his own with it, it's cool to watch the band develop. Um, this record reminded me. It gave, certain songs are completely better than others, obviously, like most records, but there's a song that was called Savor the Kill, which is like song track three, I think, on the record. That hit me in ways that, like, I remember when I first started to discover, like, Swedish metal um, and, like, soil work, like the uh, Predator's Portrait record. That, like, record blew my mind, or it was like, this is what a metal band can do, like, and not just sound cheesy. It was, like, you know, just technically proficient, full of melody, like, still aggressive, um, so yeah, that's what I felt this Darkest Hour kind of tapped into where they hadn't previously tapped into. They were always just compared to, you know, At The Gates. It was like At The Gates, the American version. But now they've got, uh, maybe they could be called Soil Work Jr. now. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I really like the record and I, I definitely will be listening to it in the future. And I hope, I really do hope that this band is able to kind of go out gracefully in the sense of, you know, have another record or two in them and be like, all right, we've literally accomplished everything we want to accomplish because, yeah, I just think this band is real and they've always been who they are. You know, they haven't changed. And the biggest thing, I think, with bands of this nature is that the fact that they agree to tour with, like, younger bands, you know? Because a lot of bands are like, you know, they take an ego hit when it's like they have to go out on tour and support, like, a larger newcomer you know, and they're like, oh, we won't do that. But it's like Darkest Hour's been like, no, we'll tour with bands that have been around for like two years and are bigger than us. So I give them a large amount of respect. Would to you have say mad props? Mad props. Cool. Good band, backed hard. Good dudes, backed hard. So, um, yeah, I can't, I can't review the record more glowingly. I don't think it'll be in my like top 10 or anything. Well, then you probably could review it more glowingly. I could, I could. Okay. So. But anyways, so Joey. Yeah, what's up? What do you think? Uh, I loved the record as well. This was the first Darkest Hour record I've listened to. I don't think I listened to Deliver Us at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I, Undying Ruin was that one as well? Undoing Ruin, yeah. Don't remember that one. Um, but So it's been a while. Yeah, yeah. I kind of wrote the band off. Like Everything's pretty much started to sound the same. Sure. Um, I love Mark of the Judas. Yeah. To no end, that record's amazing. So when we got to it, we were, you know, decided to review this. I was expecting the same, and was kind of blown away yeah like i'm glad i reviewed it because 
No. I, I like. I, I would like to know because, like, when we were emailing around with each other, being like, "What records should we review?" And then Joe was like, "Is Darkest Hour like you know?" Yeah, it was a thing, and it was it was to the point where I was like, "I don't think we should review it because yeah. I don't think this band's relevant." Anyway, I mean, and you're obviously your opinion. I was like, "Yeah, I mean, it makes sense of what you're saying," but I was but, glad that we all kind of came to that consensus. Um, uh, yeah, totally blown away. We'll continue to listen to this and really enjoy it. I'm, yeah, nice. So very um, good. Yeah. It, re- it renewed all of our faiths and really did. Sour. And that, ta- that takes a lot, like, to be this many records into it and still be able to, like, hit a person like Scott where it's like, oh, okay, cool. Like, I haven't checked out a record since 2001. And then obviously people like, you know, Chris, Joey, and I that have followed the band somewhat. I just wrote them off pretty yeah, much. Yeah, So, I mean, I wouldn't have listened to this had if we didn't review it. As journalists, as if we didn't I mean, review it. Yeah, you know, we are journalists. So. <laughs> we are. We were assigned for this record. On yes. a side note, we should make shirts that say we are journalists. We are but journalists. That's true. Oh, that that's probably needs to be part of our logo. First world problems. We are journalists. I think you guys need some buttons like that. Yes. We're going to start a band. Buttons are sure. We are from nosleeptillbuttons.com. Nosleeptillbuttons.com. Okay. Where can we get buttons, Chris? Nosleeptillbuttons.com. So casual. One, one of the best websites ever created is actually one of the crappiest looking websites. It, that it five minutes. When I looked at five that, seconds, when actually. I looked at that, it made me crack up. I was that's, like, that's Chris, Chris made that in like... Two minutes tops. It was oh, beautiful. most definitely. Have yeah. you seen nosleeptillbuttons.com? What is it again? Nosleeptillbuttons.com. <laughs> I don't think you could create something as amazing as nosleeptillbuttons.com. No it's, it's pretty good. Is it one L until, or do you have two, two L's? T I L L. Yep. It's very funny. Nosleeptillbuttons.com. <laughs> so, dot com. Scott, what would you give the. Uh, <laughs> look at that. <laughs> Best website ever. It's pretty good. It's just a bunch of text. It's a bunch of text. It's classic. And it says United States of American, you know? That's Were you looking good. at that when you made it? I actually wasn't. Oh, but that's good. It's classy. Hey, back to the podcast. Yeah. I give We're doing a podcast? Scott, would you, star-wise, <laughs> what would you, I don't know if you, out of five stars. Five stars. Uh. Yeah, yeah. So, Scott, star-wise, what'd you give it? Three and a half stars. Um, <clears throat> trending up, trending down? Uh, or heavy, heavier light? Solid. Solid. Okay. Just a straight three and a half. Three and a half. Got it. Chris, what about you? I would say probably a four. Cool. Joey? I'd say a, a, a four, potentially trending up to a four and a half. Really? I, yeah. I really like this record. Okay. I, I would be I would be a solid four. I don't know if it'd be going anywhere, but it's it's a, yeah, it is a good Firm. record. It's a doozy. Firm. It is. So people should. a strong record. Yeah. People should definitely check it out. I'd say strong to medium strong. Yeah. How's your portfolio? Yeah, I'd say strong to quite strong. Do you know if it's coming out on vinyl? That's a good question. E one does do vinyl, so I hope it is. Maybe you should maybe make ma- the call. Yeah, maybe six one three to license that. Steal it from No Sleep right now. <laughs> I, I think they're fucking ideas. I'm looking at my phone. This is good. Both of them just I'm all over this. Both of them just sent out emails right now. That's pretty good. It's mine. All right, glowing, glowing reviews all around from Darkest Hour. Uh, now let's move on to the new Defeater record called Empty Days and Sleepless Nights. Let's uh, listen to a little bit of it.
So yeah, this is uh, Defeater's second full length. It's technically their first official one for Bridge Nine because technically the first one came out on Top Shelf and then got re-released. So fact, fact. Um, so yeah, this is uh, this is and it it's a full length and then an EP that's attached to it. That's uh, acoustic songs. It's like four acoustic songs. I don't even know if you got that deep into the record, Scott. I'm just kidding. What a dick. I know. I'm just kidding. Um, is that a separate record? Uh, it's a double yeah, LP. Double LP and the the acoustics like one sided etching on the the B side, I believe. Yeah, we should talk about etchings later. Etchings, I'm doing them. Is six one three one doing them? We did one and it came out shitty. Yeah, it was oh, yeah. <laughs> through no through no fault of anybody except the pressing plant, which will go unnamed. Uh, pressing plants. Anyways, Especially so uh, that one. yeah, that, no, that one. one is actually that was actually the good one. Oh, bummer. Yeah. I just won't do etchings anymore. Yeah. Or stupid. So, yes, new feeder record. Um, let's go ahead and, uh, you know, to Chris, please. Well, first of all, we need to preface this by saying we have had a member of the band on our podcast before, and our opinions, yes, our opinions are not influenced by the fact that they are our friends, et cetera, et cetera. We, just we are journalists, you know. We are journalists. We're listening to the records for what they are. Um, and my opinion is not in any way altered by the fact that after he finished your said podcast, he came back to this office and slept on the futon. This is very true. Or anything like that. <laughs> yes. So we, we are, we are all, all four of us have a vested relationship with this band, but we're reviewing the music for what it is. So, uh, Chris, did you, you liked the band previous to this? Yeah. Okay. I definitely like the band. Um, I think, think this is, I think they just keep getting better and better personally mm-hmm. as they just keep going. Um, the writing that bases the two that actually do the writing, mm-hmm. Jay and Andy just keeps getting just on spot a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, I think every song on the record is really solid, even all the acoustic songs. And I love how they keep continuing the story with each record. And yeah, that's awesome. I like how the last track just ends because basically it's supposed to be he got hit by a train or something like that. I think it is. I think so. Um, Definitely, it's a really good record. They just keep improving as they go, and I love how since Andy was here, I got to talk to him about the record and find out the process of it. And I know you guys talked about it last time, but yeah, yeah, it was definitely awesome what they did to do it. How they just wrote everything down pretty much, and there was the one song that they just did, yeah, when they were in the studio or whatever. And then we saw the record, and the acoustic songs are some people we're weary about it, but I think the songs are, there's a solid acoustic EP. Yeah. Um, you wouldn't think them being defeater that they would be able to do something like something like that. So well, you know? Yeah, definitely. Definitely made me happy. Cool. Made me very happy. Guess that's good. Records are supposed to make you happy. That's not just because Andy loves coffee too. Right. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Uh, Scott, what you uh, what do you think of the record? I thoroughly enjoyed the record <coughs> from front to back. Wow! Yeah, it's good time. That's good. This is probably one of the first like hardcore records you've like this, really that he hasn't said it was cool. Well, he, you you kind of like the Carrier record that we reviewed. Kind of. A lot of the records you kind of liked and you appreciated, but this one you'll listen to again. I appreciate 
I think this is a, could, because of the context in which we, I was introduced to Andy and sure. the thought process behind the record that really shaped the way I listened to it, which is kind of bad. But well, it just gives you a little more in-depth context, right? The idea of this sort of pl- plan that was well thought out and executed is, I don't know, it's a very cool idea. It just makes you invest it a little more. Yeah. Okay. Makes me want to dig deeper. Sure. That's cool. And did you like? How would you personally compare it to? Because you didn't really listen to Defeater at all. No. Prior to our interview, I didn't there was a band called Defeater. Right. So, <laughs> Sorry, what, did you did you did you like the records that we <laughs> sent you? Like you know, like how would you compare it? to I the didn't old? listen to him too much. Oh, okay. But. In preparation for interview, he didn't listen to it too much. <laughs> it's okay. What band are you in again? Never heard you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought he was a van guy. Yeah. Well, he's a van. He guy. is a van guy. He's Andy is very talented at multiple things. He juggles a lot. Um, juggles also. Yeah, it's pretty wow. crazy. It's like Greg Menick. I can juggle. <laughs> I can juggle three. That's I cannot right. juggle at all. Yeah, Chris, I'm with you. I would. Yeah, Joey, would you like to go or do you sure? Like, Joey, hit um, it. Hit it. Quick hit it. This is more of a quick hit. I, I like the record. I think I had such high hopes for this record that there was really no way it was going to get there. But I, I did not not like it at all. I really like it. Mm. It just, I feel like, to me, it's just missing something. I don't know. I keep listening to it because I enjoy it. Yeah. And because I know that I'll find it eventually. Sure. But it's just, I don't know. The the song Dear Father mm-hmm. I think is incredible. I think it's that's the only song that really sticks out in my head. Okay. Um it's I think that's a really memorable song. Um I enjoy the acoustic songs. I think what that lacks for me with the acoustic songs is the way the song on Travels where is it on Travels that the acoustic song is? The E P? Or is it on no, is it on the E P on Travels, I think. Lost Ground. No, no was it? The acoustic song I'm pretty sure is on Travels. That's what yeah. I thought. Yeah, no, you're right. But you're right. It just the way it happens is just it it just I don't know, felt natural and it was just like a cool transition. I thought it was really cool the way they did it. So the E P is just the standalone E P like it's cool, but I don't know. Yeah. Maybe you would have liked it woven into the record, yeah. maybe? Okay. Yeah. Um Do they play the acoustic songs live? Uh at some they did the song from Travels. But it yeah. was just the singer, and he didn't have a microphone. It was pretty awesome. Yeah, it's cool. When they um, they but, played them at Fest, at that secret night show. Oh, oh nice. A quick hit, now I remember it. Okay. Uh, but next time. God damn it, Scott. I know. Uh, <laughs> I enjoyed the record. Um, it just didn't have that extra spice. I I, like I said, I think I just had such high expectations for it. Um, I think it's better than Travels. I don't think it's better than Lost Ground. Got it. Um, yeah, that EP is unbelievable. But I think... What this band does is really, really cool, mm. and there needs to be more bands like them. And I think the whole idea of this band is all, like Chris was saying, is really, really cool. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I really appreciate this band. Yeah, because, I mean, they're putting, I, I definitely, they fall really into the, obviously, the artistic hardcore. You know, it's like they don't, they're not just playing in a band just to play in a band. They're playing. They cut off Gene hardcore? Right. They're, play, they're <laughs> playing in a band that, you know, they actually want to say something with it. You know, it's like. And that's obviously very respectable. And that's what most bands should obviously try to aspire to in some way, shape, or form. The only problem with that is that in this genre, to me, it kind of comes off as contrived. And yeah, I don't know. Do you feel, do you like, I mean, do you, cool you felt, you felt it not being very genuine coming from Defeater? Or are you just saying because of the, the genre that they play? Well, anytime there's big, encompassing 
stories and ideas. Got it. That that's permanently left to the Pitchfork band's hands. Any band that doesn't play old school hardcore. Well, that's just elitist and fucked up. <laughs> no, I, fucked up, man. I, I understand what you're saying, Scott. I yeah, mean, I, I don't agree up. with you, but I understand what you're saying. I understand, but I still think it's fucked up. You're an asshole, Scott. Was no. there a Fugazi record like that? <laughs> there was. Burn. They didn't. They didn't sell parties and parties. They didn't sell merch either. Um, Did you sell merch. <laughs> Defeater does sell merchandise. <laughs> Sellouts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I really enjoyed the record. Um, I, uh, you know, unlike Joey, like I definitely did find. I don't know if I like it better than the EP. I'm still like it's still simmering in my head. I, I really do think it's going to end up on my year end list somewhere. Um, just because um, the song, uh, what is it? Cemetery Walls. That was an unbelievable song. Um, I just really like their sense of melody is really good. The band is now falling firmly in with this whole resurgence of, I mean, I hate to use the word, but like Screamo, you know, where it's like bands like Touche Amore, La Dispute, all that type of stuff that's obviously like bubbling up. They fall firmly within that camp, whereas like, you know, whatever, a few years ago, they, you know, Defeater would pl- could play with bands that are, you know, more hard. I feel when they started, it was more of like the Have Heart Bane. Sure. Style. Well, I mean, they've... and obviously that wasn't like their intention. No, no, no. That was just what but they just played. Like, they... Yeah. Hipster uh, hardcore. <laughs> Cut off Gene hardcore. Sure. Let's call it what it is. That's a very, that's a very good description. Call spade a spade. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, I, I can see them. I mean, and that's obviously what happens where a band is able to kind of separate themselves from whatever it is they're immediately lumped in with. So I think that's what Defeater, especially with this record, they're achieving. So... Um, yeah, I love this record, and I, I really... And I think the, the acoustic stuff reminds me a lot of Ryan Adams, like the heart, Heartbreakers, you know, like that just folksy. Obviously, that's what they're going for, so... Um, but it's really, really good, and anybody that has, like, a remotely open mind will enjoy it, so... Otherwise, they'll just hear acoustic and be like, nope, which is fine. That's why they left it as a separate EP, so you don't have to listen to it, so... Scott, Starwise, what would you think? Uh, Firm 4. No... A trending three point seven five. Okay, Wow, this is getting more on them. Yeah, it's okay. There goes the future green van sponsorship. <laughs> oh, they're they're coming in as a future sponsor, whether they know it or not. Yeah. Chris, what do uh, what do you what do you think? Uh, probably four and a half. Joey Scott always throws me off. I know. Because I was going to give it a three and a half, but based on his review, I figure he would give it a four. It makes sense. Yeah, but I don't really want to change mine, so I'm not going. I'm going to ignore Scott and give it a three and a half. There you go. That with potential to trend up. But that's where it's sitting at right now. That makes sense. I uh, I think I would give it what Chris gave it. I would say about a four and a half. And four and a half is almost a perfect record. I know it's trend. It's dude. It's really good. Okay. That's, I know. I appreciate almost perfect. Well, not quite. There. I know. It's it's definitely not a perfect record as of yet for me. Um, but a great record. Yes, very good. So check it out. Now we're going to talk about a record that from a little independent band called uh, Radiohead. I think. Who's that? I think. I don't know. They played last. Uh, they played like small venues. Like you might see them. The yeah, Hollywood Bowl. You know, you'll probably <laughs> they're from France. Or yeah, some some people may have heard them, but um, the new record is called "The King of Limbs." Let's listen to a little bit of it.
this is uh, their eighth full length. We are reviewing bands. That I can't believe it. I know. Dark Star was one record less than Radiohead. Isn't that ridiculous? <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. And obviously Radiohead has been around much longer. Yeah. Darkest Hour has released a record like every two years, which is pretty impressive. Um, anyways, so this is their second, like, I would call independent full length, you know, separate from the major label system, even though there is major labels that are at play with help and distribution and stuff. So, um, so yeah, if you don't know who Radiohead is, like, pull your head out of your ass. Like, <laughs> you really haven't been paying attention to independent music. Um, we won't even go into, you know, all of their marketing schemes in order to get people to pay attention to what they're doing even though people would pay attention to anything that they did Tom York farting into a microphone for half an hour and he called a solo record and sell yeah, 100,000 copies new radio head record. <laughs> what? the record was insane I'm not saying it was bad. I'm just saying he can do anything and people check it out. Joey just said it was a fart into a microphone. Oh, no, if you want, I'll, I'd like to go first, please. Oh, okay. Uh, go for it, Joey. This record fucking sucked. <laughs> this record was a joke, and I think it was a joke on all of the Radiohead fans out there because all it was was people, 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 and Tom York mumbling over it. This was not music. This record sucked. This is an embarrassment to Radiohead and their entire catalog. Wow. Did you like uh, In Rainbows? Yeah, I don't, cool. I'm not. I'm not the biggest Radiohead fan. I enjoy them. I've seen them. Yeah, I can appreciate all the records. There's records I like more. Yeah, this record to me is unlistenable, and I think they, I think it was them just being like, let's see what we can do to all our fans and watch them all just go fucking crazy over this piece of shit. What a dick! What the record sucked. Did you like the band? When did you? When did Radiohead come into your life? Uh, when creep, came, whenever creep was on the radio, in you realize I'm, I'm almost 31. <laughs> I'll probably be 31 when this when this goes That's up. True. So I've I've been familiar with Radiohead for many many years. And what was your favorite record or era of Radiohead? Uh, I probably the OK Computer. Okay. Um, this just I this sounds exactly like something that you would like, and I feel like, <laughs> no, and I don't mean that. I don't mean that as an no, I, I I'm not taking like as an offensive to to you, Scott. I feel like that there's such a small market for what this sound is that Radiohead fans, not including you, like your average potential pretentious uh, Radiohead fan is going to say they like it, but never listen to this record because I there's it's not listenable unless you like Tim Hecker or fucking Hashuka. Do you know what I mean, Scott? New record coming out in April. Yes. So that's that's my opinion of this record is that I, th- I think it sucks, and I think well, that. Well, tell me what what about it sucks? What I think it's unlistenable. I don't think it's why. Well, he's strapped. He's a lot a lot of beeps, a lot of boops. Like it just yeah. It, it, there's I it just yeah, everything about it is unlistenable. I would never listen to this record if I if Radiohead is my favorite band, and they put this out. I don't think I'd listen to it because Alkaline Trio put this record out. Joey, I would burn this record. <laughs> Like you still have it all on every cover on vinyl. Yeah, I mean, I'd still buy it. I mean, I would obviously, I would obviously buy it on vinyl. Yeah. But if, yeah, I don't think this. I think this is they pulled the wool over everyone's eyes with this record. Fair enough. Cool. Um, I know Chris spent very little time with this record, but um, you can just throw out your general impressions of it. I didn't think it was that great. Yeah. yeah sorry. Wrong part of the microphone. Yeah, you're doing fine. I I didn't think it was that great. I tried starting to listen to it, and then like kind of just zoned off from it. Yeah. I've never been a huge Radiohead fan. I've appreciated it for what it was. just never really saw myself putting it on mm. for whatever reason. I used to. I had a phase where I did, but I started it, and then 
It was just over. Yeah. Other other things captured your attention. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. I'm sorry, Scott. That's okay. Um, Scott, go ahead and dig into this uh, Radiohead record. Um, I've been a massive Radiohead fan for a long time. Surprise, surprise. This, to me, the band has always been on another level creatively and in the way they operate as a band and etc. obviously. Um, I thought their last record in Rainbows is pro- well, it's not my favorite record, but it's it's one of the better records, and I really like the way they were bringing the digital elements into that record. Yeah, it was really well thought out. That la- the last release plan was awesome. And I think that this record is going even deeper into that. My problem, my problem with the record is that unlike the last one, this one's very one note and sort of consistent all the way through. So if you're not going to like what they're doing, you're not going to like the record. But the subtleties and sort of minimalist music was very, very intriguing to my ear. There was music on this record. Did you? So you you're liking you're liking where they're going to go next, rather than really liking this record. No, a ton? I, I I I don't love this record. I like this record. Okay. I think that live it would probably be boring, and there were no real like moments that you no, could. No bangers. No bangers. No barn burners. Yeah. But I think that if you spent some time with it and really gave it the attention that these small moments need. If you cuddle with the record? If you cuddle, yeah, you said that. Rob. Okay. Yeah. That you'll, uh, you'll find something there, Joey. I will not. And I'm willing to cuddle will, with you. I will never record. listen to this record again. It'll be Scott deleted from like my iTunes. he's going to chain you up somewhere and keep it it'll, playing it'll over and over. It'll be deleted from my iTunes. Over and over and over. Come on. Would, this record sucks. Come on. <laughs> All right. I'll break this tension up. Is this better or worse than My Chemical Romance? My Chemical Romance record, they shit on this record. Wow. I don't know. The, the, the Radiohead record's better than My Chemical Romance record, in my opinion. But I'm not even saying My Chemical, Chemical Romance, Romance is that record? good. This record is fucking garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. I love uh, you, Scott. No. Yeah. They're, well, they're both fine. No wonder you guys didn't talk for a long time. I know. Yeah. I see why now. It's massive tension. Uh, I yeah, I didn't like the record a ton. Um, it it really reminded me of what like bands like Mercury Program and Maserati do. Um, you hit it right on the head, Scott, when you said it's a very one note. Um, and of course, subtleties do make it interesting in order for you to like keep listening to the songs. Um, like there was one song called uh, "Morning Mr. Magpie," which I think is track three. That was the only rec or the only song that stood out to me where it was like I felt like it was a song. The rest I felt were just kind of like textures, you know. It, it reminded me of like when obviously Radiohead made the transition and started doing like the Kid A stuff, where it was like when I first listened to that, I was like, "Dude, what the hell is the band doing?" Then I saw it live, and I was like, "Holy shit, this is incredible!" Um, whereas I don't think that I would have this opinion if I saw this stuff live. I would just be like, "Uh, it's it's whatever." Like a sleeping bag. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just it's it's an okay record. I'm inter- I'm always interested in seeing what they're doing next, just because you know, like Scott said, they usually are pulling ahead of the curve. Um, but um, yeah, but this one was just a little too you know, like one note. That was the perfect description of it. So thank you, Scott. Thank you for giving me that description. You're welcome, Chris. I hear they need a label. <clears throat> Do yeah. they need a label? <laughs> Maybe it can be. Yeah. Well, actually, I don't know if they listen to this podcast. They might not want to put something out on six one three one. Good. 
There goes uh, your million dollars. I know. Joey. This is Joey, I presume, zero stars for this, or one, or... I'll give it a point five. Okay, point five. Uh, Chris, uh... Are uh, a little higher than Joey? <laughs> <laughs> I'll give it a point seven three. Okay. Fair enough. And Stop. if they do come to me, I will release their music. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You'll be fine with that. I'll be totally fine. Scott, what do you, what do you got star-wise? Okay. <laughs> oh, I, I, love where, I love where this is going already. I gave the feeder a 3.75. Sure. And I'm going to give this Radiohead record a 3.8. Um, Mind blown. Reason being, I truly believe, I, I think Andy would agree with me. Mm-hmm. I hope he's a Radiohead fan. Anyway. Given that this band operates on another level, that's two points. Okay. So their worst record is this one. Is it? No, their worst record is better than most bands' like average records. Exactly. Got it. Not to mention the potential for this record sinking in is much higher than a defeater record. Sure. So they've obviously point for potential. Okay. And somehow we get three point eight. Okay, that's (laughs) the math is almost there. That's good. You got yourself on the way up there. Fuzzy math. Yeah. For the, those listening at home, uh, Marlon's Barn Grill is currently listening to Mumford and Sons. Oh, nice! That's good. They did win a Grammy. Would they win? No, they didn't. They just performed the Grammys. But their sales <laughs> fucking retarded blew through the roof. Um, yeah, I'd give this. I give it a two point five. Like it's it's a record I probably won't we're, revisit again. We're really embracing the uh, the percentages now. I like it. Or the uh, yeah the, the halves. Yeah yeah. So um, sorry, Tom and Company. I know it's Tom. I do, I do have a funny story about seeing Tom at uh, when I did the Grammys two Which three I years saw ago. You. No, three years ago. This is when Radiohead performed. I did he, he, when I was leaving the venue. He was behind me, and I was like, "Oh my god, it's Tom York!" So I turned around. And I said, "I really like your band," and he said, "Thanks, mate." And he's really short, super short. Like I want to say, like I mean, Scott, you could probably step on him, and he would. You wouldn't even know. Can you? What's the guitar player's name? Skinny Johnny Greenwood. Yeah. And he's like my height. Yeah. Someone just died in the he's warehouse. Very tall. It happens. It does I'm happen. starting a rumor about someone being killed in the warehouse. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. All right, so yeah, check out the Radiohead if you're interested. I mean, most people probably have already downloaded it 15 million times anyway, so. I miss going out with you on Saturday night. Well, I think it would be good for us to go out one night a week where it's just you and me. I think You've it would be You've got to be kidding me. What? You just checked out that girl's butt. Do you think she noticed? How the hell does your wife catch you checking out another girl? You gotta spot her from 15 feet away, turn, then wait for her to walk in your line of vision. What do you mean? Look, you can't help it if her butt walks where you're already looking. Oh. What the hell is wrong with you two? You are completely obsessed with sex. What are you doing? Taking mental photographs. Next up, we will be reviewing the movie Hall Pass. Um, but, which and, and by, by everyone, me and Ray, because uh, Chris and Scott did not see it, which is fine. Yes, uh, it Scott still doesn't, that good. Scott know. doesn't see movies that we review anymore. I know, unless we drag him up, drag him along, or it's the King's Speech. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, this is the new Fairly Brothers movie. You know, like something about Mary, Mary uh, Dumb and Dumber, me, myself, and Irene, Kingpin. You know who they Kingpin, are. Kingpin, good movie. Kingpin is fantastic. Great movie. Uh, awesome. This is Owen Wilson, Jason Sudeikis from Saturday Night Live, Christina Applegate, and... Jenna is, Fisher? I just call her Pam. Yeah, Pam. Jenna, Jenna Fisher. Jen? Uh, Jenna Fisher. Fake tanned. Pretty well. Yeah. 
Wow. Uh, pretty much Jason Sudeikis and Owen Wilson's characters are just in, they're married to Christina Applegate and Jenna Fisher, and they get a hall pass for a week to pretty much do whatever they want. And a week off from marriage because the marriage is just kind of going in the opposite direction that they should be. So, with that being said, I don't think there's much more plot detail. Not much. Uh, well, what did you think? I uh, I had so little expectations for it because I just um, I just didn't expect it to be all that funny. I guess because I mean the Fairly Brothers like they definitely hit a note. Yeah, and they kind of have hit that note for most of their career. Um, and it's and it hasn't been like terrible, but it just hasn't been like honestly to me the apex of what was awesome about them was there's something about Mary. I mean that movie like for me that was the funniest thing they've ever done. Um, I, I like Kingpin as well. Don't get me I'm wrong. Trying to think when which one came out first. I think Kingpin. Kingpin. Yeah. Yeah. They pretty much the, there's something about Mary was definitely their peak. Yeah. I just I just I mean that movie I can distinctly remember just losing my shit over it. Yeah. Like, um, so anyways, low expectations went into this one was pleased. I thought it was just a super solid movie. Um, definitely their trademark gross joke stuff was obviously still evident. But what I liked about it was that it wasn't overkill. There no. was just a couple kind of like snuck, well, not really snuck, but a couple in there. <laughs> I don't know how much you can sneak a black wiener in there because <laughs> there's definitely... Why is, it, why is it about color with you? It always is. You could, it have, always you could have said gigantic. It's true. That's true. All I know is I really wish Scott was with us when he saw the movie because that... That would have made Scott extremely uncomfortable. Was there any jizz in here? No, no, no jizz in no. here. Just and there's some shit. Diarrhea in a bathtub, and that that part took me completely by surprise. Yeah. And I was like, oh my god. Um, so yeah, I thought I thought it was good. I mean, it it got really tedious at some points, as far as like you know the plot is, as far as them wanting to solidify that marriage is good. You know, it's like yeah, it was kind of that. That was kind of cheese ball when they tied it back in. And like I mentioned earlier, the fake tans. Like they lived in Rhode Island. I don't if unless fake tans are a big part of Rhode Island. I didn't. I just didn't I mean, get that to, connection to Cape Cod. Maybe she she got more tan as the movie went on when they were it's the true. wives went away for the week. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So yeah, Jason and I. I really like Jason. I was just he's so good. He is. He's. Uh, and I, it was in the previews, but the pickup line, how much does a polar bear weigh? I don't know. Enough to break the ice is yeah. so good. <laughs> it's pre- pretty adorable. Yeah. So, yeah, solid. It, it it exceeded my expectations, which were set low on purpose. So, what about you? What did you think, Joey? Uh, I enjoyed it. I mean, it, it had moments of a, a Fairly's Brother movie, mm-hmm. and then it also had moments of a romantic comedy. Yeah. Um, but it was good. I mean, I don't need to see it again. Yeah. It won't be in my collection. Not not buying a Blu-ray. Really? No. Well, I, I don't buy every movie. Just most. Cl- close. Uh-huh. <laughs> $9.99 or nine ninety nine super sale. Best buy. Wouldn't buy it. Really? Yeah. But it was good. I mean, it was entertaining. It's a movie. If it was on TV, I'd probably watch it again. Yeah. Because I really like Owen Wilson and Jason Sudeikis, and then they're friends of uh, the dude. I mean, I'm dude right. from Curb Your Enthusiasm. With JB Smooth, is that his name? Yeah, that's his name. And then Stephen Merchant from like Ricky Gervais's, I think, writing partner. He was in. Oh, the that's office. who that guy was. And then another guy's name, I have no clue what it is. But uh, the the five of them together were really funny. Yeah, um, yeah, it was good. It was it was a good, a solid rental. I think. Yeah, I wasn't mad. I saw it in the theaters, but I was because I saw it opening night, and oh. <laughs> there we were. 
literally surrounded by the biggest douchebags in the world. There was a, a couple next to us. The girl, pretty sure, did not speak English. She was definitely European. Uh-huh. When was wearing a fur hat, and her the guy next to her kept having Peter two, Peter Peter two, bring it in, come at her. The guy next to her kept having to, I think, translate. I'm not sure. Ooh. And then the couple next to me were talking the entire time. Where at one point I looked him and and I said, "Come on, man." And then oh, you pulled your. Joey, wrong. For, Joey, Joey thought about saying that. Oh no, no I no, said it. Oh, I no, definitely no. said do, it. You remember, Scott? Do not doubt Joey. Right. Joey is <laughs> he? Joey is one of my best friends because he is able to call out people in public scenarios with no no shame whatsoever, and it's amazing. So refer, refer to the beach ball incident. Yeah, I don't really remember that story. I think I was so. Uh, I'll, enca- I'll, enca- I'll encapsulate it in about twenty seconds. Midnight. Midnight showing of whatever movie we went to see. Some dumb teenage kids pulled out a beach ball, started throwing it around, uh, which is whatever. The beach ball hit one of us, one of our group, in the back of the head. And I was kind of like, okay, like that's once. You get one strike. Happens again. Joey turns around and says, you better put something along the lines like, you better put that away. I don't want that to, like, or sit down. Basically, it was just like, you better shut. old man. It was total old man rage. You better shut the fuck up. Something along those lines. Don't fuck with my friends. It's okay. I (laughs) absolutely hate when beach balls come out during the night. It's so annoying. It's the most annoying thing ever. Whenever it comes near me, I just don't touch it. Yeah. Baseball games. Same. No, I enjoy the baseball games. I like to boo when people hit it over the railing. Okay. You know, I enjoy it. Yeah. Baseball games, it's one thing. At a movie theater... Keep that shit at home. It, it was it, all I know is it was. It, I never felt closer to be like. I never thought I was going to get in a fight in a movie theater, but I was ready to be like, all right, Joey, like I'll climb over a seat and fuck. I'll, I'll back you up, dude. Whatever. Sixteen year olds were going to get it. It was yeah. So I believe that you told the people next to you, dude. <coughs> Thank you. Really? Yeah. It was really, like who talked? I mean, yeah. You know, whatever. And then there was also a group which we, me and my girlfriend, described as my girlfriend and I. Whatever. Uh, as a group it was like a fraternity like meeting up 10 years later and they hadn't seen each other so they were just like let's see who can be loudest and make the funniest hey Boone how's it going pretty much yeah Yeah, it it sucked but I mean I guess when I'm going to see that movie opening night I get what I pay for so but yeah other other than that it was enjoyable yeah yeah. stars Uh, I'd give it uh, I'd give it a 2.75 right down the middle I'll stick with you on that yeah 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 that's not really right down the middle. Two and a half would be right down the middle. That's true. Slightly better than the middle. <laughs> yeah, it was. A, yeah. You, Chris and Scott, I presume you guys are just going to rent this one. Scott will never see it. Yeah, I'll never see it. I'll, uh, once it's a red tag at Jungle Video, so it's free oh, during no. the week. I'll uh, rent it. <laughs> red tag at Jungle. Video. You go to Jungle Video. I go to Jungle Video all That's the time. Awesome. Well, I have it a little while, but Monday to Thursdays, two two blue tags and a red tag free. This is Best thing ever. This is one of the last like brick and mortar yep. <laughs> video stores in all of Orange County, and Crystal goes to it. I, it. I still go there. Love also it. because they put stuff out early, which is amazing. Oh, like I mean, they oh, don't because yeah, yeah. if anyone's listening to this and they get in trouble, I'm just kidding. No one breaks street date. No, no one no. breaks street date ever. But yeah, okay. video. Nice. Best place ever. Backed hard. So once it's there for free, I'll rent it. Okay. Just it didn't look that appealing. I chose at first. I was all stoked because I love the cast. Yeah, but then it just I don't know every aspect of it just didn't, didn't excite you. Yeah, I get it. Red tag free. I'll get it. All right. Quick hit. Junior, junior, junior. Jungle video. Huntington Beach. 
Yeah, Chris has had like seven. Quick I'm hits. sorry, you're, dude. You you well, went to recommend guys, stuff. You guys have had a lot of quick hits, you know. And you're, <laughs> I know you're, you're nine of them every time. This is <laughs> you one do it all the time. I've you know I've had. We get to post them on Twitter. I'm just trying to catch up. I know you're doing yeah. good, Chris. I love it. That's enthusiasm at its finest. But see, the thing is, after this one, if I were to do this again, I wouldn't have any other quick hits because I stick to the exact same stuff. <laughs> yeah, he just ran out of all your stuff. Yeah. Uh, There's a couple more things, but you know, sure, it's a couple more things. You'll save this for the interview. This episode is brought to you by Animal Style Records and their new release from Half-Hearted Hero called Running Water. It's due out April 5th on vinyl and on iTunes, and we're listening to their song called Periphery. Let's check a little bit of it out. Animal Style also has a new 7-inch coming out from Mixtapes on May 2nd called Hope is for the People. And we're also excited to partner up with Animal Style on our first ever contest. We're going to be giving away releases from With Honor, the previous Mixtapes release, Dagger Mouse Salone, Washington Square Park, and Half-Hearted Hero. To enter, please email fwppodcast at gmail.com with your name and address and we will pick one winner at random. What do you have to lose? Enter now! Now we're to the interview portion of our podcast where we get to grill Chris about... Well, Chris has already revealed everything with 100,000 quick hits like we were talking about, but... Sorry. No, you're, you're totally fine, so... I uh, apologize I, to the bottom of my heart. I don't accept that apology, but... Damn it. I accept it. I yeah. All right, good. Okay, fine. I'll accept Keep it, too. Shut. Only speak when spoken to. <laughs> <laughs> well, fortunately, this is the interview portion of our podcast. Shit. I know. Uh, but Chris... It's like, I'm going to be talking a lot. Yeah. But Chris, thank you. Guys you guys can go to the bar next door and wait. <laughs> yeah. Go party. Yeah. It's karaoke night. It might be. Cool. Might be. Ray, who is Chris? Chris Hansen is the CEO, art director, uh, founder, intern, whatever label you possibly can put on uh, the gentleman. Uh, he runs a label called No Sleep Records. It's been around since what? What's the year of inception? Uh, late 2006. Inception came out in 2000. Really? Yeah. For some reason, I thought it was much earlier. No. No. First release was October 2006. Okay, cool. Since uh, 2006, and uh, Chris has been releasing records since then from uh, a bunch of bands. The Wonder Years, Balance and Composure, Touche Amore, Lotta Spute... I sound so enthused. I know, I'm just trying to think. Fucking lot of I'm sorry, you don't like A lot of terrible bands. Damn fucking Touche no. Amore. Uh, Frontiers, <laughs> I'm just looking at his wall. I heard there's a hip-hop band. There is a hip-hop band. Yeah, what's a hip-hop band? Uh, Double Vision. Cool. It's two twins. It's like 90s kind of stuff. Two twins and there's four of them? <laughs> Good point. There's two brothers that are twins is what I meant to say. Yes. There's only two of them. There's not four of them. Twin brothers, Chris? 
Twin brothers, yes. Yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> but okay. it's not like Danny DeVito Arnold Schwarzenegger twins. <laughs> We're brothers. Oh, they're like identical? <laughs> identical twins. That's why it's called double vision. Oh. You get to play on words? What's it called when you're an identical twin? Yeah, that's yeah. you're called an identical, identical twin. twin. No, there's a real name for it. Maternal? Fraternal. Yeah, exactly. Fraternal is when you're not. I know. That's I don't know what's Yeah, called. they're called identical twins. Okay. Look that up in your off time, Scott. Thanks. This is Scott's every, know, every is, moment is Scott's off time. That's true. Hi, Scott. <laughs> so uh, yeah, Chris. Chris is running a uh, what I would define as a successful independent label, and um, he does this as his full time gig, which is uh, you know something that not many people are able to kind of do. So you know, Chris lives in uh, in uh, his. Well, no, you don't live in your office. Oh, live in my office. No, no. I mean, he lives in his office as far as he lives to work in his office. So. Um, yeah, we'll just go ahead and dive right in. The first thing is uh, I just recently saw the issue of Alternative Press 2011 bands you need to know. You have you mean the uh, the no sleep bands you need to know? Dude, okay, that, that's it, honestly. I was looking through it and just going, "Oh my!" I was like, "Yeah." It, it, it blew my mind. I mean, do you think? I mean, Chris. Like, first of all, I'm sure. You're stoked at seeing all... I mean, honestly, it's like six of your bands in there? Yeah, like I mean, six, including like Touche More. Right. And like Koji. Right. Who's, you know, part of Six it. No Sleep, like, family and associated, like, past bands or whatever. Right, right. Um, it's definitely awesome. And two of them are like the full page ones, too, even. Sure, sure. So, like, do you... Do you feel you're at the point with the label where it's like 2011 is kind of the, you know, the... I wouldn't say make it or break it, but... You definitely have kind of the you know independent music's attention more so than you ever have in the past. It's definitely like in 2011 have to basically I would say make it or break it away. Okay. okay. I mean it's just because if we don't, there's a lot of good releases coming out this year. The new Bounce Composure, new Lot of Spew, a lot of our big ones. Hmm. Like 2010 was the year we grew a lot, but we did a lot of like splits and seven and vinyl. This year we have a lot of new full lengths and sure. it's definitely going to be a year that we're going to keep growing and growing. Mm-hmm. I, I'm hoping anyways. Right. Um, the bands are doing amazing and it's definitely cool that it's gained so much attention lately. Yeah. Over the past year it's just kept going more and more. Definitely. Definitely excited to see what happens. Hoping for the best. Sure, sure. Expecting, expecting the worst because that's your personality. It is my personality. <laughs> I'm hoping for the best, expecting the worst. <laughs> expecting that you wake up tomorrow with no office. Yeah, all I, your bands have broken up. I expect to wake up tomorrow with all my bands standing over me, holding shotguns at me. Right. <laughs> Going to drag me outside and curb me and curb, <laughs> curb stomp. Yeah, all the bands that you deal with are definitely like curb stomp material. I, I know the guys in a lot of dispute. Dude, those guys are dicks. Dude. The guys in a lot of dispute, they're going to destroy me. Yeah, definitely. I've heard about Jordan. And then Vass is going to do awesome art on me. <laughs> it's more curb stomping. Yeah. <laughs> um, it happens, I guess, sadly. We are going to do a uh, world premiere of one of your new releases that's coming out, uh, I'll let you do a little plug on the f- new Former Thieves record. When's it? When's it hitting the streets? Uh, the new Former Thieves record, the language that we speak, will be out April nineteenth. CD, vinyl, digital, all that. Um, it's a heavy, punishing, fast record. They record with Chris Common from Bees Arms and Snakes. He's done. He's worked with, on Mastodon Records, The Sword Records, Narrows. Nice. Uh, they record up in Seattle. Went up there for a while. The record turned out phenomenal. It's definitely one of the heaviest records we'll release. I agree. 
Cool. Yeah, well, it's, uh, here's the world debut of it, so let's, uh, let's check it out. That was punishing. That was. I felt Heavier, punished. Faster, louder. This is their first full length, yeah. Yeah, it's their first full length. They did an EP on uh, Mayfly Records. Okay. Um, well, soft release, and then Mayfly released it on vinyl. Cool. The record's awesome. The song fits perfectly since it's called First World Blues. I know. I first love World it. Problems. First World Blues. Yeah, it's, it's perfect, dude. They well, got they America. got problems. Blues, same difference. Um, so yeah, kind of steering the conversation back to the label. Um, there seems to be like a distinct difference in the way that the label has been presented, especially over the past like year, year and a half. Um, you know, you, you yourself, you as a person, definitely put yourself out there. You know, it's like people know Chris is no sleep. Um, 
and like not all not not say that you're like you know this self pimp guy because if I anybody pimp myself out left and right if anybody knows you as a person you are not a, a self pimper you were you I mean you I would classify you as an introvert and would you agree with me most definitely okay one hundred percent nothing wrong with that no Scott agrees completely um, but so so it's kind of interesting to see that juxtaposition where it's like you know you definitely are an introvert but you put yourself out there. Was this like a real conscious effort that you did over the past like year and a half where you're like, all right, I'm going to kind of, you know, see, you know, being an independent label, I'm going to put myself out there as like, you know, hey, this is me and this like I am this label. Like, did you, was it like, was it conscious that you did that or is it just kind of like, it kind of just happened, but it was kind of also like after, so I started a label, I had a full time job and then I got laid off and I moved back to California and I focused on this 100% and I wanted this is what I want to do, so I wanted to keep it going and keep it growing. So I wanted to give it my all and be able to be on call always for anyone and mm. just make a name for it and be just create something that I think is missing. Yeah, was it, was it uncomfortable for you to kind of do that? Since, like I said, you are, you know, I mean, a lot, a lot of people that. Especially, like, because I know, I mean, both Joey and I have known you for, like, a long time. Yeah. And seeing, like, you know, because I think we met you when you were, because how old are you now? 26. 26. We met when, we worked at Rev at the same time. Yeah. And I worked at Rev in 2004 to 2005. Right. And so it's like. I knew you back when you were at Bionic. Right. Like, knowing you then, I wouldn't be like, oh, yeah, Chris is going to run an independent label and kind of, like, be the guy behind it and, like, you know, comfortable to put himself out there as far as, like, you know, anybody can kind of talk to you. I mean, definitely, like, since I am an introvert and I like to keep to myself or whatever, um, it was definitely uncomfortable, but I'm getting better at it, I think. Yeah. I agree. I you you have you have your social skills have improved drastically over the past. Thanks. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> In certain scenarios, they are, anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In others, not so much. Yeah. Well, you're not you're not going to go to a party and be the dude that kicks open the door and's like, yeah, I'm Chris Hansen from No Sleep. But I don't know what you're talking about. I did it last night. <laughs> you went to. Marlon's Bar and Grill. I went to Marlon's Bar and Grill last night. I danced on the table. Three practices. I hope Marlon practices all the time. We uh, get a sponsorship. A great sponsorship. Get some free wings. Maybe. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's Jeremy. <laughs> look at look at. <laughs> but yeah, I mean that because I, I was just always curious because it definitely is tough for people to you know like I guess remove themselves from like the comfort zone of being like okay. Like, you know, I'm, I'm just running a label. Here's what it is, you know. I, I definitely also think it's like when I was growing up, there was labels that you counted on for good music, good bands, whatever. Mm-hmm. I wanted to do something like that. And then also I just felt like if you put it all out there, it's a little easier for kids to get attach interested and attach to themselves to it. Yeah. I definitely think, like, I want No Sleep to be something people can count on for quality product. And I feel... To fully embrace it, they need to know what's going on all the time, I guess, in a sure. way. Sure. Like, know, yeah, know who you are, know yeah. what's like behind. Yeah, that makes sense. That actually leads perfectly into the next question. Um, especially, like I was saying, over the past year, it definitely seems like, you know, no sleep has kind of developed into, uh, you know, kind of a cult in a way where it's like, 
and not using that in a bad term where it's like Chris is, you know, giving it's very Branch Davidian feel. Get right. <laughs> to reference David Koresh for yeah. anyone who is Get, not. <laughs> was not even born by the time that Waco, Texas was around. Um, Actually, I think I'm the Charles Manson of uh, 2011. Of, of independent music? That's, Pretty much, yeah. That's that was good. Magic Bullet. That is Magic Bullet for releasing Charles Manson. Four well, of them. That's right. Jeez. I wish I was doing that, though. <laughs> I was at Vacation Battle the other night, and there's a Charles Manson Lyle P on the wall for mm-hmm. 100 bucks. Almost bought it, but I just couldn't. Yeah. I'm probably going to text Nick from Touche to buy it for me. Nice. And I'll pay him because I need it. At some point. Um, need it. But, uh, but yeah, so, I mean, like, cult in the sense of, like, kids, like you said, you really do try to develop a certain level of, you know, trust and uh, that kids will real whatever you put out, kids will kind of check out in some way, shape, or form. Um, can you attribute that to anything in particular that you kind of, you know, like, when do you think was the tipping point where it's like you started to notice that personally where kids were like, yo, like, everything, everything that No Sleep does we should check out? Um, was it after a certain release, or was it just kind of randomly? I mean, it was gradually, like, throughout the history of it, I think, there was there was always good feedback. Mm-hmm. Like, I never really saw a lot of bashing, per se. Yeah. I mean, on Lambgoat, there's always the initial ones. They hate have. everything. Yeah. Right. You know, Van Flip or whatever the fuck it is. But <laughs> La- Label Flip. <laughs> yeah. All that stuff. But, like, um, it definitely gradually just became more and more of just, like, Every time something was posted, like new bands, whatever, mm-hmm. it's always like, this label can't do wrong, we'll check out, whatever. Sure. Def- like, I think it was just a gradual thing throughout mm-hmm. it all. There was no particular release or band. I think it was just everything added up. Yeah. And the discography and just people finding more and more and then good word of mouth to the friends and they check out what there is and then... Yeah, because that because that obvious that practice doesn't really exist anymore. As far as like, once kids find out about something, like that's all they like. They don't like take the time to obviously invest and like, oh, let's see what else No Sleep has put out. But it seems like you're saying kids have obviously done that. Well, whether they get into you for like, you know, they buy the last Wonder Years full length and then start to realize that there's a bunch of other bands that are on No Sleep. That yeah, sound like good. One thing I like the label super diverse. Everyone stands on their own, and yeah, there's similarities in between bands, but everyone's their own entity. Mm. And I think that definitely helped because someone uses label, and there's only one of something, so they check out the other stuff. And I like all kinds of music. I think kids should too. They sure. shouldn't be like, oh, I have to listen just to this because that's all my friends listen to. Right, right. Like what you like, and. Don't ever check anything else out. Yeah. Yeah. That's the whole point of this podcast. That's why we review Radiohead and Darkest Hour. They're basically the same record. Basically. Um, I want to hit on the fact that, like you were saying, when you lived back in Jersey, um, you were working for Trustkill. And you were working... Like, when did you start working for Trustkill? I started working for Trustkill in mid-2006. Okay. And, and at that point, the label was, was re- still really, like, you know, when, when it sales, so to speak. W- yeah. What was the first release? For No Sleep? Yeah. Uh, this band, Armick and Cousin. A band that broke up right after, awesome. basically. <laughs> basically, the first few releases were bands that broke up right after. That's always fun. How, how, yeah. did, we, how, did, you, how did you keep rebounding from that? Because that's hard. <laughs> I have no records. Yeah, uh-huh. I have no idea. Um, 
Honestly, I have no idea. Yeah, you just kind of kept pushing along. I mean, because like you were saying, that wasn't your full time gig. Like you were, you know, you were doing other things to occupy your time, so to speak. Yeah, and then I, I mean, I do like freelance design on the side and other things, so that helped as well. Yeah, I yeah. pretty much put every penny I had <laughs> into label. Yeah, M- minus for, like for better or for worse. <laughs> yeah, and I pretty much still do. Right, right. Um, or I put every penny into it, and now I have no pennies right. left. <laughs> Maybe two, but you know. Right, right. Um, so yeah, it must have been interesting doing the stuff that you did at Trustkill because you were basically art director. You did all their, you know, online and we, all we their, all their. No, we're, we're fine. We're just having a. We just have a little, uh, a little background child in the background. A little background music. Yeah, yeah. Say my name. Say my name. This is what happens at no sleep. Like louder. <laughs> it's because it's karaoke. Yeah. Why, Wait, why are you acting shady, Scott? I know. It's, it's I told you. It's you baby. It's fine. It's hardly showing up in here. So, I mean, you'll be able to hear it like in breaks, but it's okay. Um, no sleep. No sleep party. Session. <laughs> uh, no sleep um, live karaoke session afterwards. In uh, so yeah, you were you as the art director of Trustkill, you handled all the you know the graphics and all that type of stuff. Um, and then you were when did you uh, when did you get let go, fired, or whatever? <laughs> I was fired because I sucked. No, uh, I got let go in <laughs> early two thousand. Er, yeah, early two thousand eight. Okay, so just shy of two years, basically. Right, right. And I mean, from what I understand, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, it's definitely um, you know a necessity because the label was in financial straits. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like when I when I started Shoskula, it was definitely in its higher portion of yeah. existence. There's a lot of big releases coming out, mm-hmm. and then. Just bad decisions, whatever, throughout the time, and as it happens in the music business, money yeah. becomes issues when you're. Was that was that really weird to be there? At the, I mean, I know Joey Scott and I can attest to being involved with a label that was in financial difficulties when we were working at Abacus. So was it weird what? for you? It was. Was it weird for you to be at? Yeah, it was. It was. It was definitely weird, especially when I, I started there. Things were going really good, and I was making a decent, decent enough salary, and then gradually going and things started getting a lot worse and worse and yeah. sales weren't that great and there's less people there yeah. a lot less people there than when I started there did and you learn did you uh, learn anything from that experience that I, you applied towards No Sleep I definitely like like working there and Revelation Smart Punk and stuff and record stores I definitely learned a lot of the good and bad of things to do uh-huh. um, and things to try not to make mistakes on and when things do go wrong what to try to do sure yeah that's true yeah, I guess cool. I guess when you're kind of a part of a, a, a ship that might be quote unquote sinking you can be like alright I won't do that <laughs> you'd be able to learn Step from one, that turn your ringer off on your phone yeah <laughs> I definitely um, learned a lot of like good and bad things at the abacus of the industry like sure it definitely helped to keep this going to start it and then keep it surviving in hard times or whatever times sure there's always growing pains what's your best selling release um just purely sales wise either the upsides from one years or somewhere at the bottom of the river from law dispute okay probably probably since upsides isn't technically on no sleep anymore sure i guess a lot of dispute okay but upsides has been around less time than somewhere has been out actually so sure. upsides definitely had the fastest Fastest sales yeah, base. I feel like Lotus Butte kind of had a, a slow burn to it. Yeah, I mean, like, Lotus Butte definitely 
first time I saw him in California, it was me and my friend. So I, I remember hearing that record and not liking it, and then seeing him at a house show whenever, a while ago, and it changed my opinion of that band a thousand percent. They're uh, definitely a band that some people, you have to, you hear it, Jordan's voice doesn't hit for everyone, sure. and you see it, and the live show is spot on, and then it just pulls you in. Yeah, no, I, feel. I, lo- I love that band. Yeah. Nice. Um, and the the fact that there's a lot of drinking game I find absolutely <laughs> hilarious. What's that? Every time he says lover or... It's lover and... There's another word. And uh, it's okay. The band thinks it's funny. Uh, yeah, they said they had it for... Or they knew about... I don't know. Yeah. So every time he says one or another... He says another lover or something else you drink or something like that. Nice. Yeah. You probably, probably get pretty drunk. I do. I get I get pretty drunk off it. Yeah, you get hella That's faded. funny. I don't. <laughs> I don't either, Joey. Huh. Um, over the course of the past year, like, have you found... You've obviously found yourself changing how you do business as far as, you know, obviously since the music industry is in a very large state of disrepair. Um, you know, how have you found yourself changing your model of how, you know, you kind of sell music and stuff like that? Um, I haven't really found myself changing anything just because... I started it in the downfall of everything else, and somehow I was able to rise a little. Okay. I mean, obviously, it's still... I definitely depend on merch sales and a lot of stuff like that, and mm-hmm. haven't really changed the model, per se. I guess, like, from the beginning, I did a little, just because I do less now than I did then, just because I learned what works and what doesn't, you know? Sure. So there's no real model change, it was just trial and error I guess for me right right and then working out other places it helped to kind of along the way know what from the old formula doesn't really work these days you know sure Scott did you want to jump in with uh, some of your questions I just want to make sure it's not half this guy and half Chris I mean it's showing up a little but not to the point I think it'll be kind of funny I think it'll be funny too I'm completely fine to be drowned out by the karaoke next door at Marlin's Bar and Grill. Yeah, we'll the fine. finest bar in Huntington Beach. <laughs> and if you go there, feel free to not stop by at no sleep. <laughs> if you do, just remember it's a Pepsi-free zone. Do, yes. you have any, do you ever have walk-ins? Randoms? This, this little girl walked in a couple nights ago asked for some scissors. I don't know where she's from. <laughs> but the downfall... Luckily, the bar is leaving soon. But... The are they, down- where, are they, where are they going? I don't know. They're, they're still going to Beach. Don't worry. Thank you. But they're leaving. So keep your eyes peeled for Marlon's Bar and Grill in Huntington Beach. New Somewhere York. down the street, Marlon's Bar and Grill, while we stay at Huntington Beach. <laughs> Downfalls, though, people pissing in front of our door at the outside, smoking weed in front of the door and blowing it inside, <laughs> pissing on the doorway and it leaking through <laughs> the cracks. There's many, many, many downfalls. <laughs> and also, one night... When I was here working late at night, of course. Of course. I'm pretty sure there was someone getting a blowjob on my window. He was leaning against there. And I'm pretty sure I, based on the shadow and some of the talking and the sounds, and then hearing something, the girl saying, it's okay, he cheated on me already. Oh. And various things. It was a really awkward moment. It's a perk of doing business here, right? Perk of doing business here. <laughs> makes it, uh, you know, it makes it fun. Add some flavor. All right, it's back to the business, Chris. How are record labels going to survive in 2011? What are they going to have to do differently? Oh, man. You bring the hard questions. 
Um, I think honestly, labels like me, six one three one, top shelf, <laughs> run for cover, and the millions of others that people are gonna be mad and excited. Six one sleep one, uh, and six one sleep one <laughs> coming <laughs> soon. And then the millions of other friends labels I have that are gonna be mad because I didn't name them, but just keep releasing good music and try to help with the resurgence of good music that's coming out these days. Bands actually are dedicated to what they do, and then obviously pressing less of things at times and focusing on quality merch too. So yeah, in terms all. of making money, is it is the music a sort of a entry point to t-shirts that's a vehicle a vehicle lost leader i think these days is definitely entry point because the merch is where you make more money these days um i don't know it's definitely getting harder and harder i know we definitely get most of my income we get is from merch i wish more and more people would buy music because part of it's free on the internet why do you have to pay for it (laughs) You can buy music? Yeah, you can. And, <laughs> and when you buy it, it comes with art, too. What? Whoa, whoa, whoa. It comes with slow down. It comes with packaging it's on my iTunes. that has art. <laughs> yeah, but it's on your iTunes. Like that but, the corner? No. <laughs> There's a scene called 8-Tracks. <laughs> if you go buy an 8-Track or a cassette or laser disc. <laughs> It'll come in some kind of jacket and that has some artwork. Of those. Are, are you as surprised that people actually buy things on iTunes as I am? I'm pretty shocked. <laughs> I think it's hilarious. Yeah, because you, I mean, you guys both, like, what would you say, like, both Joey and Chris can answer this question. Like, what would you say, like, digital sales-wise, like, you know, 100% of sales for the label we're talking about, like, what percentage-wise is your digital, you think? For me, I mean, just with the statements, probably like a quarter every a quarter it's like twenty five percent, wow, roughly, really? yeah, maybe a little less. I mean, you know, everything varies. Yeah, like new releases. Mine goes from the quarter to half of it. Sometimes even yeah, yeah, depending and, uh, on the release. Is that one hundred percent through iTunes or is that through other places as well? Mostly iTunes, it seems. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's like other income, but it's all. A penny here, a penny there. Sure. Yeah, especially when you're talking about like the subscription models, like yeah. Rhapsody. It's like you're seeing a quarter of a penny for certain streams hey, or whatever. Yeah. Watch Office Space. It's a quarter of a Superman penny. Superman Three. It's very true. <laughs> Superman Three. They add up quick. Um, <laughs> Man in the moon. What? <laughs> so weird. What? Uh, my my last. My last. There's. There's karaoke nights, there's live band nights. It's a happening place, Mons Bond Grill. Or sitting inside no sleep with these paper thin walls. That's true. Does it get cold in here? It does. <laughs> it does get very cold in here. Okay. It definitely gets very cold in here. The uh, the last question I had, and then obviously Joey and Scott can chime in. Um, what's well, actually t- it, they're kind of it's two separate questions, but couplet. Yes, a couplet. Good, good call. Um, what was like the most, I guess, surreal uh, or like proud moment where it's you, you're like, you know, all of the blood, sweat, and tears have been pouring into this. Like, this is worth it. Um, you know, what was there? Is there a certain defining moment for you that's like, yes, this is amazing? Like, whether it's watching a band live or whatever the case may be. Having this awesome podcast and interview was. The defining moment. I know that most people say that, but you know, you you can be nice and name another moment if there. I mean, like, there's been a few. I mean, 
starting to get recognition for what I'm doing and having my bands be happy to be on label or mm-hmm. to resign or whatever when they have offers from other people when their contracts are up or something like that. Yeah. Um, having kids, like, seeing, like what you said, like, the cult following or whatever. Yeah. And seeing, always hearing that, like, people are wearing no sleep stuff everywhere. One thing that was cool, like, manager for Lex on Fire, I think it was, mm-hmm. said he thought no sleep was a brand and not a label. I, say, I feel like it's tough for labels to brand themselves. I feel like there's a few labels out there that have done it, but there's no sleep. Like, you go to shows and there's no sleep shirts. Always. And I've no idea how it really happened but it's cool yeah there's that and then like one that was cool for me is releasing music from bands that have members of bands I love like Frontiers Chris Higgins Elliott Matt from Mouthpiece mm-hmm. Monument Thieves even Keith Barnard from Throwdown yeah um TS in the Past Haunts which is Travis from Piebald Lamb Pacific, which is Garrett Klon from Texas Reason, and so on and so forth, and another sure. one that's coming soon. That I can't say. That's okay. But it's awesome. Nice. Actually, by the time this airs, I probably could say it, but I'm just not going to. It's okay. James Hetfield, side project. <laughs> Who told you? <laughs> um, and then the uh, what's like? What's the biggest misconception that kids because kids have of like running a label? Because obviously, kids have a gigantic misperception of what it's like to be in a band where it's like, oh, dude, party all the time. Like, tour's amazing. And it's like, it's... Money, hard. money, money. Right. And it's, like, hard. So what, what do you think, like, most kids think of what it means to run a record label versus, like, hey, this is what it really is like? I feel a lot of kids think it's almost like what you just said, like, party, fun all the time, money, 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 all that stuff, you know? Right. When it's, as Joey knows, and you all know from where he places, it's, it's a lot of hard work. A lot of sleepless nights, no pun intended. Yeah. And then just lots of, like, no money. <laughs> right. Lots of just, you know, there's there's not much money to be made. And kids, I think, feel that you're putting out all these bands, all these records, they're actually making money, and then they, that's why they don't buy it. <laughs> that's why they, yes. Yeah. And I then, I feel it would almost be awesome to just be like 100% transparent just be like post your profit and loss sheets like you know dude just run it so above the board where kids like you're like hey this is reality what it is like I remember when you know Steve Albini whatever like the mid 90s or late 90s like broke down in an Excel grid like how much it how much a band makes you know I don't know if you guys ever remember that like he yeah you can just google it but he he did this like profit and loss sheet where it's basically like this is what a major label band makes and it showed like you know each individual band member is making like you know $8,000 a year like $9,000 a year so I just think it would be funny if at one point a label would be like you know what yeah here's what it is I mean I'll say this No Sleep is definitely completely and utterly still in the red yeah and I hope it gets out of the red but I doubt it right (laughs) (laughs) it's getting easier and easier to keep going yeah but it's still hard. Yeah. Right, Joey? Very. Very. All right, uh, Chris, it has been a highly informative interview. Is there uh, anything you'd like to say to uh, wrap things up? Live hard, party. That's what I'm talking about. Do coke. Yeah. <laughs> Drink coke. <you> mean. Winning. <laughs> yes, winning. Definitely. No sleep records. Right. Winning. 
And for those of you that... It's going to be very dated when this comes out. For, for those of you that don't know, Chris is straight edge, so this is all sarcastic. It is. 100% sarcastic. Yes. Drink Coca-Cola. Don't do, do Coke. Do Coke. Yes, exactly. And don't drink Pepsi. Don't drink Pepsi. But, Chris, thank you very much for being on our podcast. Thanks for having me. We, we will probably and thanks you. for the chocolate shake. Yes, no problem. We'll probably From have Matassi, you again. Matassi, quick hit, junior, 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 junior. Oh, so Matassi. <laughs> I must say, Matassi. I have no idea. It's Matassi. It's fucking delicious. Matassi and Jade. Jade's the best lady ever. She's awesome. She's awesome. If you're ever in Huntington Beach, go to Matassi. Best food ever. Kung Pao Chicken. Don't go to Martin's Bar and Grill. Go to Matassi. Kung Pao, soy chicken, garlic rice, avocado smoothie, or the newly found love for the chocolate shake. Nice. Uh, Chris, because I didn't ask you before, where can people find you and any information on No Sleep? NoSleepRex.com NoSleepStore.com ChrisNoSleep.tumblr.com Do you have a Twitter? Yes, Twitter.com slash NoSleepRecords You can find me at Facebook.com slash ChrisNoSleep Alright, that is it. You can follow all of us on Twitter. Ray is at XPurposeX. Scott is at Scott Arnold. Yeah. And scottthought.com. And, yeah, Scott, whatever. Scottthought.com, best website. <laughs> Never updated. Uh, <laughs> and you can follow me at Joey Cahill. You can follow the podcast at FWP Podcast. And make sure to check FWPPodcast.com. Join, <laughs> join us next time when our guest is Matt Shadows from the band Avenge Sevenfold. And Straight up, not a joke. Yeah, for real. Yes. A7X. Big time. Uh, we're, we're, we'll uh, be reviewing <laughs> it was, it was, it was. We'll, in. we'll be reviewing the new Rise Against the new Cold Cave the new By a Thread the new Trap Them and the movie Battle Los Angeles boom can I be in a call for Battle Los Angeles because I want to see that we'll Skype you in because this is just going to randomly pop in for like two minutes of the episode yeah that's pretty cool alright I'll see you guys later alright that's all <clears throat> see ya bye